Well, hello there, and welcome back to Half Damage. Have you not been paying attention? Well, this is what happened previously. I think we decided we were going back to the tower to talk to Esmeralda and Rictavia, check in with them. Parts of the scaffolding now seem to be missing from the exterior, and after you go inside, you see why. It seems to have gained a few bits of ramshackle wooden furniture. My brother got very into making lovely furniture. I would like to inspect the furniture. How lovely is the furniture? There's so many nails sticking where nails shouldn't be. <laughs> Ismay, are you saying being locked up in the <laughs> yeah. same room for a long period of time is detrimental to her mental health? Do you have any, like, intel for us? The one thing I managed to find was Madame Eva. She's, like, moved just outside Flavortown. Well, it was nice seeing you all. I'm glad to see that you're all doing very well. You can take Octavia's caravan if you want. I would like to look into if I can modify Private Sanctum to be able to cast on the caravan. Because it is a modern kind spell. Until I change it and I rename it Ponte's Private Van. (laughs) 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 You head south along the Twisting River to a place the fallen sunken sign names as Berez. A thick fog covers the area. It's thinner across the lake where light flashes amid a dark ring of standing stones. If anyone's gonna do that, it's me. You can see a figure in the center of it. My name is Muriel. Why is it that you have come to these parts? We came to trade old man milk with the baby lady. Baba Lesaga does have one of the gems. She keeps it in her hut in the middle of Berez. The fog around you starts getting a lot colder, disturbed only by a rumble of thunder that feels like Barovia itself is laughing at you. Your eyes snap forward as a face, flawlessly beautiful as ever, emerges from the fog as he just says, Boo. <laughs> From the thick fog surrounding you steps Strahd, white tendrils curling around him as he grins, dangerous and beautiful. Mmm, you gotta love it. (laughs) (laughs) Ismay, tell me more about this illustrious man who stands before us, please. Uh, Actually, he's not here. This is, uh, for the audience, uh, the knowledge that uh, Alfred needs to have pictures of Hugh Jackman up to remind him that Strahd is supposed to be pretty. Uh, and not creepy because the voice skeezes him out. So, like, yeah. just have to keep remembering Hugh Jackman, baby. <laughs> so, Alfred, you got your picture ready? Oh, yeah, it's that. I'm good. <laughs> it's been too long since we last spoke, little heroes. Uh, no, no, it hasn't. No, we're good. Yeah, we're good. It's been, no, it's no. been, like, a long time. I, think. I feel like in-universe it's been two days. Yeah, that's so <laughs> long. <laughs> Uh, Strahd grins at you and starts doing that classic villain thing where they start walking in a slow circle around you guys and points a finger at the new fifth member of your party and goes, It seems like somewhere you picked up a stray. And raises an eyebrow at Kathy, who seems to be very visibly bristling beside you guys. (laughs) Um, I look over at Fang's mom. And I go, is this an improvement? Is this a better better friend? Do you, do you approve of this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Is another old dude. Yeah, but a lot sexier. Okay, I want it on the record. He is not my friend. I have oh. been... I've been very clear in the past about my position on this man and his whole deal. Just to be clear, Mom. You look over back towards Strahd and find that he is not there, but has appeared behind you. (laughs) He goes, I'm disheartened (laughs) to know that you don't consider us friends, but I just wanted to come down and 
ask why you would be interested in a place such as this. It doesn't look like there would be anything of interest here for you. I myself am very interested in this more rural setting as opposed to some of the more cityscapes, <laughs> right, Poncho? This is a really great place. I was thinking about getting a timeshare here. Love a timeshare. We do. <laughs> that's, that's what we're always looking out for. Thanks, Poncho. Yeah, the best part of a timeshare is you get to share it. So, um, yeah, do you believe me? <laughs> Trot gives you a slightly confused grin, is what I'm gonna manifest that Sounds as. Right. As he appears back in front of you all again and gives an overdramatic sigh and goes, You can play around here as much as you want, but it's been endlessly boring without you all. I just want to know if you would do me the honor of being my guest sometime in the near future. Seemingly from the midair pulls out a small black embossed card. That's actually really interesting because I actually have an invitation for you here, uh, Strahd, and Fang reaches into her pocket and she pulls out a middle finger. The invitation is to go fuck yourself. (laughs) Oh, and wouldn't you know it? Two for one special. (laughs) Yes, you have a coupon. What is Kathy's reaction to that? I'm so excited. Uh, like Kathy Talker that? Are you I mean, kidding correct, me? Yeah, I was going to say correct me <laughs> no, if I'm I know. wrong. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Immensely oh. proud. Roll for tears. A masterful use of the bird. <laughs> Nine tears roll down her face. She starts giving a slow clap. Strahd gives a dark chuckle at it and you see his lip curling slightly as he pointedly ignores the birds being flipped at him. And with a bow, he presents the card to Sari. If you would do me the honor of joining me at my castle, you can meet my ride at the Barovian Gates. They will be able to bring you there in style and make sure that you go unharmed. Camilla's just confused. Keeps looking from Sari to Poncho and then back to Strahd. Like, what is happening here? Your friend wants to see you. But he's seeing us right now. Why do we need to go there? Miss- I don't understand. Like, how is the carriage just going to be waiting Miss- there when we get there? You. Like, is it just always going to be there? It can't just be standing there waiting the whole time. There's no reason. No, like, we don't even know I, if he's- I pull out an emergency tea leaf from my pocket, <laughs> and I just kind of wave it under her nose. Like, smelling <laughs> salt. <laughs> As you take the card off of Strahd, he gives you one last bow, one last wink, and disappears into a cloud of bats, because that's how Strahd do. And fuck it. Str- there's some lightning as well. Why not? Hey. Wait, why- Ah. Uh, uh. I was going to ask if he wanted to have a picnic instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, normally he doesn't leave before the bell. Normally we have like a little fireside chat with him. Yeah. Yeah. Is that character weird? Hmm. Maybe he's being told that he's not allowed to see us during the bell. All right, so we're just going to drop that card and keep moving like nothing happened? Yeah, I think we should just burn it, right? We'll need to get into his castle eventually. Yeah, but we don't we don't need his permission to get into the castle. We need to go to him regardless. Well, wouldn't it be easier if we were invited in rather than ambushed? But we're getting But like then if, he knows we're, we're coming. We're getting escorted by his brides with just it, that just sounds 20 different levels of uncomfortable. I'm not ready to deal with. <laughs> Sorry, his brides? I don't think that, that No, no, no. I heard that word. Did you say ride? I think she said ride. Oh, oh I heard no. bride. 
I Unless I'm also heard that, did not understand it, and replayed it in my head until it's not done. You're not just like going with like a bunch of like vampires yeah. in wedding dresses. Like, yeah, that was that would yeah, be weird. You know what? I do understand why you didn't. <laughs> <Be weird. laughs> like, so can we do it? Can we keep the invite? Yeah, that's that's now what that, was holding here, me back. Here, yeah. that's fair. That's what was holding Fang back. Uh, hey, Poncho. Hey, Poncho. <laughs> Character yeah. voice, say Pancho. <laughs> hey, Fang. That's definitely Fang. Hold on, let me listen. The guy. W- yep, that's Fang. <laughs> um, so the guy who kind of wants to kill us just gave us a thing. Do you maybe want to look at it in a magic way? Yeah, I can. I can look at it in a magic cool. way. Did sorry take it? I don't think I took it. I think I was just more like, hey, it was handed to sorry at least. Oh, then yeah, I was holding it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could. Can... <laughs> I feel like sorry didn't realize she took it. Strahd just walked up to her and she, he like she was so distracted by his hotness she just took it. She's like, what? No, I was just looking at. Oh, yep, uh, it's in my hand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, I can do that. It'll take ten minutes. Pause. Just has a little sit in the mud. Just. <laughs> I try to I try to do it like standing desk style, and then I get tired. Cause fuck that. Casting your little detect magic. You, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. It, it doesn't do anything. There's no, no light nope, up there. No magic. I guess we want it. I mean, I don't partic- I, I, I don't generally go for dinner with my sworn enemy. I think even if we are gonna go, we're not gonna go right now. I so don't think we should go right yeah. now. Let's just keep pushing forward into uh, swampland here. I'll I'll use the I'll use the card as a bookmark. Pop it in my book. In that your, is such a good uh, visual of creepy spellbook with this pitch black envelope <laughs> sticking out of it. Yeah. So yeah, you you guys start going back through the old decrepit town of Berez, past all of the crumbled houses that used to be there and are now kind of empty shells of what they used to be. Once you make it around the outside perimeter of it, through the fog to your right seemingly coming from the center of this ring of buildings, you hear a faint echoing creaking sound like the groaning of wood, and under that, a faint humming lullaby that echoes in the mists. Oh, cool. Camilla doesn't want to go anywhere. We're in the swamp. We're hearing, like, creepy melodies. I think she looks right at Fang, and it's like, where are we going? Towards the source of that noise, I guess. That's what I was hoping you wouldn't say. I mean, we can go away from the source of the noise. But okay, it let's go away from the source of oh, counterintuitive. Fine. You guys uh, head through the fog towards the direction of the beautiful hummed lullaby that is floating on the breeze. And the closer that you get through it and the more of the fog you can see through, you see that someone has built a very ramshackle wooden hut on the stump of what must have been once an enormous tree. The rotting roots of the stump thrust up from the mire like the legs of a gigantic spider. Ooh. An open doorway is visible on one of the sides, and there's a glow emanating from its center. Blocking your view is a large, as you were warned, a large hollowed skull of a giant uh, with grime pouring into its cracks uh, as it floats in the air. It's hollow eyes just a-looking at you. Flanking the hut's doorway are two iron cages that dangle like hideous ornaments from the eaves, and there are scores of raven that squawk and flutter their wings as you approach. So the skull is Did you say it's on the ground or it's floating? No, it's just floating in midair. How high? Probably just like hovering a couple inches off the ground, to be honest. I'm going to climb in this fucking skull then. (laughs) 
Of course, Fangs. <laughs> it's Fangs climbing in a yeah, skull. Yeah, she is. I want to be in the flying skull. This was, like, as, as Wait, soon as Fang. she heard there was a flying skull, she wanted it. And now it's here. So she's going to take it. <laughs> Get in that skull, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, Give me that I skull. I guess make, like, a little strength check. You can go athletics, I guess. Nice. Fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, when you start going into it, it sways a little. Are there, like, buttons inside? Does it say, like, go and <laughs> stop? <laughs> Is there a helmet I put on to control it with my brain? There's a full, like, F-52, like, <laughs> c- yeah, control. Yeah, like, spread it out. No, it's just, Grab the just joysticks. empty. No buttons, just just all skull, baby. Fang's gonna point forward dramatically and say, go! It stays! Fly! <laughs> Engage! It's already kind of fly. Make it so! so. <laughs> up, up, and away! <laughs> Uh, I, I try to I try to give the skull a push from the outside to make it go. <laughs> the push does nothing. Sorry looks over at Camilla and goes, Why is it? I go for a little swim and I nearly die. But Fang and Poncho fuck around with a skull and they're totally fine. Where is know. that logic? I don't know. I don't even Fang, why did you even get into that thing? Come on out and get out. I want get a out. flying get out. skull. Get out now. No. No, you're get not out. my mom. She's my mom. <laughs> I'm your mom. I want to go next. Yeah, she's got next up. She's got dibs. <laughs> uh, so, Ismay, uh, something I never thought I'd yes. say. I would like Fang to make an arcana check. Oh, hell yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Fuck it, Uh, it's a 15. <laughs> what, oh wait, what are, you, what are you trying to kind of, like, suss? I'm trying to figure out how to, I'm trying to figure out if there's, like, a control word for it. Like, a power word, engage, go, make it fly. It's like that scene in Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire where he's trying all the different hand symbols to get it to Yay. work. <laughs> You don't get how to move it. You probably just get that there is some outside magic that is making this do the thing. It is not it doing of it of its own volition. Like it in itself isn't the magic thing, I guess. Okay. Well, if I can't have it. Oh my god. I mean, this is literally like the, a tool of the enemy if we can't co-opt it for uh? ourselves. Aren't we supposed to I be mean... negotiating with Saga? Oh, <laughs> right. We're not. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I always assume wherever we're going, we're just going like, to fight don't stuff. Don't we have I forgot stuff we to wanted... trade with her? I guess I shouldn't be trying to actively steal from this yeah, person. Fa- okay. Fang, Fang, I don't think you should really play around with that. Yeah, no, sorry. I came in here with the wrong energy. Fang will hop out of the skull. Th- thank you. <gasps> At least you were thinking outside your own head. That's pretty inside good. Inside someone else's. You're thinking inside of another one. I don't know. I feel like me smashing things is very much inside uh, my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, walks over to the door and knocks. Well, there's not so much a door as just like a uh, open doorway. Knock on the arch door frame the, or the equivalent thereof. Well, and so in inside you see the hut seems to be packed with a lot of really old rotting furniture, including what it seems to be like a cot in the middle over which is crouched who you can assume is maybe possibly Baba Lasaga. Uh, I need to grab the picture of her because I didn't write a description down for her. Mm. Or we could brainstorm some actors. Oh, <laughs> might be wrong. Ooh. You can maybe, but here's the general description. See if you want to typecast it later. Okay. She seems to be of medium height, which for you guys is pretty fucking tall and hunched over with overly long limbs and her hair hanging down in long white tangles 
uh, down the front of her. You can see from behind that she's wearing overly long robes that seem a little bit torn around the edges. And as she turns, you see that her face is creased a million ways from Sunday. And she instinctively curls up in on herself. And you see that she's got very long fingers with fingernails that have grown so long that they fold and curl in on themselves and are caked with maybe years of grime. Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you see, I was going uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ooh. Ooh. She surges forward uh, to block you from coming in, taking up the whole of the doorway as she does. And you see now that she's closer up, her hair and robes seem to be ornamented with little bird skulls that clink as she walks, pushing you down away from her, her porch and goes, Who is it that comes and disturbs me in my house? In my town? Oh, well, it's uh, Sari and the what you says. Uh, it's really nice to meet you. Uh, and I hold out my hand for a handshake. I think that she peers at your hand down her elongated crooked nose. Oh, that's okay. You know, in this time of corona, I understand not wanting to shake hands. <laughs> uh, it's very nice to meet you, though. Uh, we have a, a quick business proposition, then we'll be on our way. Also, you look lovely today. Might I say your nose is at a lovely 45 degree angle? <laughs> Beautiful. Like she looks at you with obvious distaste and takes another step forward, trying to like push you back even further away from her house. Now that you're this close to her, you smell off of her just the overwhelming pungent smell that you had not smelled really properly before entering Barovia, but now you are very well acquainted with the fact that she smells like old, stale, and sometimes a little bit fresh blood. I just wanted on record that Neat Free Camilla is flipping out with this whole location. <laughs> She's got a weirdly crow-like way about her, like as she like twitches her head from side to side, peering at you guys. And you know, what brings you to a place such as this? Are you here just to disturb my day? Or do you have business with Baba Lasaga? Well, as I mentioned to you earlier, we do have a business proposition, ma'am. Right, Poncho? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I always get I sure I sure do get tagged in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I we we have a business. Prop- I'm sorry, he doesn't know what she's doing. She just tags in Pancho. <laughs> yeah, kind of noticed. So yeah, business. We would like to propose a trade. There is a certain I I, I don't remember now if it's like a crystally a, a crystal or gem thing. Like oh the the the, the green thing. Yeah, they refer to it sometimes as the gem and sometimes as the seed. But it, it looked like a gem when you got it. So and, uh, just well, that is in folks' minds. You do see in the hut. You see that inside there's a green glow emanating from inside of it. Okay, cool. So we're looking for a, a green uh, seed um, that uh, we happen to know that you are in possession of. We have some things that we would like to trade, but um, how open are you to uh, that discussion? For the seed? No, you see, I need that. Many people have come to try and take it off of Babalisaka, but not many have succeeded. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we want it and we don't want to take it from you we would like to um negotiate a trade 
you can see her smile for the first time, and it's a pretty horrific experience. Like, her teeth are at this point little more than rotten stumps where teeth used to be, and the wider her mouth is, the more of that blood stench just pours forward, uh, and she cocks her head again to the side in that strange bird-like way and goes, You believe you can take it from Babalasaga? No, not take. We, We never said take. You assumed that if not traded, you would take it. No. No. We kind of assumed we could no. we could reach a, a, an agreement. Unfortunately, it is not for sale. That is mine. I need it. Uh, Ismay. Yes. Are there any windows into this hut? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let me have a seat. <laughs> it, I don't know what to, it does not look like there's windows into the hut. Is there a chimney? I mean, it doesn't say there's not a chimney. Character development? Chimneys equal doors. So Fang's gonna lean over to whoever's closest, probably like Poncho or her mom, and be like, keep her distracted, I have a plan. Uh, Fang is gonna... I think we all see where this is going. Fang's gonna sneak off and try to get into this hut, and since apparently the chimney's the only way in, time to Tim Allen it, baby. (laughs) That's what I call going down chimneys, because Tim Allen did a lot of cocaine in the 80s. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my god, Ian! Ian! Awful! That is maybe one of the jokes I'm most proud of. In oh, my life. that was <laughs> horrific, Ian. Uh, so on my stealth check, I rolled a 21. Oh my god. Off we go, baby. You guys see his fang essentially just disappears into the mists and you don't really know where she's gone because mist and stealth uh, i just want to have a prepared action i want to cast uh, the spell banishment on babalasaga if she seems to react to um fang being inside oh okay like if she if she like hears something and she tries to go for it then i'm just gonna go for a hail mary and banish excellent her. Fang, you can make your way over one of the gnarled, rotted roots of the stump that it resides on and start climbing up the outside of this building. Give me another athletics. Uh, 20 total, not at 20. Yeah, so you still sneakily, I guess, picking your way up. This is, like, there's a lot of good handholds and footholds because of the gnarled, nasty wood that this thing is made of, uh, and you make it up to... The chimney that I decided was on there to make it harder on myself. (laughs) You see, like, the chimney is small, but so is Fang. Fang is also small. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I also don't know why I think that there's a chimney there, because there's clearly no fireplace in this place. Fuck it, one of these things is now a furnace. Is there a fire in there? Do I want there to be a fire? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think Fang gets up there and then sees the smoke coming out of the chimney and is like, huh? Too late. <laughs> Already up, baby. <laughs> She'll just pull out like a bandana she has or something and like wrap it around her mouth as like a shitty face mask. Uh, yeah, and start good. like clamoring her way down this chimney, I guess. Fang is going down a chimney like Santa Claus. <laughs> I feel like I need to give you another check That's for going down. I don't think that it would be. I feel like it would be another athletics check. Would it be other? Because it's like <laughs> strength, you know? Yeah. It's like parkour. 
You know all the famous parkour folk that shove themselves down chimneys? It's a, it is a parkour. Oh, yeah, it's a literal right. parkour what the move. Art is about. I, like, I'm actually doing a parkour move when I do this. I'm not just making a guy jumping. <laughs> I don't know. Ian, Ian, I need to know this now. Did you do parkour? <laughs> Have I ever told you the story about how I broke my arm in grade eight? Oh, no. <laughs> it, was it was summer 2006. Parkour <laughs> Prime parkour was territory. real popular on the internet. And uh, that's where me and my friends spent all of our time. So when we weren't quoting Homestar Runner, oh we were climbing the few things we actually could <laughs> climb with what little quote-unquote parkour we knew. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in grade 8. I'm on my uh, grade 8 grad trip in Quebec City. So I am not in my hometown. I am eight hours away from my hometown. Uh, I am two hours into this trip. We've been in Quebec for two hours. Oh uh, and me and my friends think it's a really good idea to run down this hill and jump over a bench. <laughs> so my friend Ben does it first, and he clears it no problem. So I'm like, he can do it, I can do it. Uh, and in my defense, 99% of my body cleared the bench. It's when my <laughs> It's when my toe caught it that all of my forward momentum became downward momentum oh my God. and I slammed into the boardwalk and I was like oh that really hurt you know I, I was lying facing the right and I was like oh that really hurt and I went to push myself up and my left arm didn't push uh and that's because when I looked over at it it was up at a 45 degree angle right there uh so I started screaming um I then spent the next like 12 hours being shipped around to two different hospitals in Quebec where no one would speak English to me so I had no idea what was going on uh, and my dad had to come get me the next day. The next day! Yeah, I oh spent the God. night in a hospital where nobody would speak English to me, and I had to share a room with a little girl who didn't know I was there for the first three hours, so she kept sending the nurse away when I called her. Oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> oh my God. That's such a specific, awful detail. Oh my God. Well, at least I knew that you tried parkour, and that's So trust good. me when I say what I'm doing is a parkour uh, move. It's athletics, I guess. Now, now that you know that I'm an expert in parkour moves such as jump. Uh, go for it. Uh, 21. Yeah, you manage to, like, parkour your way down. At the bottom, you do encounter there is definitely a fire. Bang's gonna rage and just take the damage. Okay. I assume I take some damage from that. Yeah, I don't know how to- one of my players walked into fire. What do I Voluntarily do? Voluntarily walked into fire. Hey, the DMG on page 249 suggests that falling into a fire pit might cause 2d10 damage. Only take half- oh wait, no. Oh, it's fire Raging damage. Only- Never it's mind, fire. I, don't- I actually don't blow the rage because I forget fair. how. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, it's fire damage. Fire. That is uh, 13 damage. As you just That's fine. Fall into I'm fire fine. and get a little on fire. So yeah, inside here you can see uh, very clearly now there is a wicker cabinet, a slender wardrobe, wooden table, a stool, a barrel-topped wooden chest with brass bands, an iron tub stained with blood, and in the very middle of the room in a wooden cot is a child that sits up and looks at you. Oh, good. And beneath this crib is a glowing green light, so that's good. Fang's just gonna, like, <laughs> raise her finger slowly to her lips, just, like, totally, she's like... Baby goes... Bap, 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 makes little grabby hands at you. <laughs> bap, 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 bap. 
I think Fang just searches her pockets and all she can find that's like kid friendly is a piece of jerky. <laughs> Yay, so she just like dusts it off and gives it to the kid. Oh my god. Here we go, baby. Here's some jerky. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, Babies can have a little piece of jerky as a treat. It's fine. <laughs> Ian, noted father. <laughs> like Googling, can babies eat jerky? Uh, wait, one second. <laughs> they could probably. Anyway, she would probably more or less use it as like a big, like a chew toy. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she would like suck on it. It's like a teething toy. Yeah, teething toy. That sounds a lot more hum- humanistic than a chew toy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> chew, toy, chew yeah. toys for babies. <laughs> Quick Google search. Uh, yeah, so you hand over jerky to the baby. <laughs> Is this Al- an animal handling role? <laughs> Alfred! No, Baby Father Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it has all the hallmarks of a classic animal handling role. I feel like parenting is just all survival checks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of things happen at the same time. Inside, Fang attempts to offer jerky to a baby. The baby seems to enjoy this and babbles very loudly, going, and grabs at the jerky, at which time its little pudgy hand passes through the jerky. At the babbling, Babala Saga spins around to see someone inside her hut. This was a good plan until the baby happened. <laughs> As Babala Saga like spins round, looks at Fang, and raises a finger towards her, taking a deep inhale of breath, she banished, I guess. What? I need to look up banishment. Yeah, she needs, she needs. Oh shit. What? What? Bubble Saga's back? What? Banishment does not work in Barovia. Oh my god. But yeah, you see her stutter a little bit in, in and out of reality. And when she comes back, she is enraged and goes, You woke the baby. And I guess we're rolling initiative, babies. Baby, baby was already awake, I swear. <laughs> 14. Five. I got seven. I'm six. So Babala Saga has seen someone waking the baby. She gives a wide grin and with apparent glee steps up and into her giant skull. You watch as the skull starts flying higher up off of the ground. And as she goes up, you see her rake a fingernail across the outside of her hut, from which bang on the inside, you see the green glow underneath the cot pulse, which sends webs of light running like veins down the roots of the house. And one by one, the roots drag themselves up from the mire, creaking and groaning as it rises up to a lumbering mass. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host and DM, Ismay. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We're getting this one out on time for once, so, like, f- kudos to us. Uh, <laughs> uh, just some a little programming notes. Uh, we don't mention it in the episode, uh, but from now on, when they are in fights and everything, uh, the players are going to be taking control of Kathy, mostly Ian, because well, it's, his, it's his dang mom. It's his dang mom! 
mom. Uh, and also, whenever Kathy rages because she is a werewolf, her rage and her werewolfiness are all kind of tied up into one. So she cannot rage without turning all werewolfy. So if you wonder why when uh, Ian says that she rages, I say, okay, she a wolf. That is why. Uh, so hope you enjoy the players looking after her and making her do the right things, uh, hopefully. Also, I will apologize at the end of this episode. We are, uh, just, spoiler alert, we're still in the fight. It's going to be a big, big old, big old boss battle. So we are going to leave on a bit of a cliffhanger, but still mid-fight. It's just because we had too much content to put in this one episode. I decided that rather than have like an extra, extra long episode, we would have two nice shorter episodes so that we can space out all the goodness over a longer period of time. There also might, I don't know, be a little, be a little surprise in the works for if we have an, an off week where we weren't able to record like a, a half damage proper, we might be working on a little something something for you in the future. But yes, let's go on to the actual programming notes that we have to do. Uh, if you are listening to this, you might not know, but we all met on a little show called Crit Chat. Crit Chat is a D&D advice and comedy podcast where all of us met. We do, yeah, we do D&D advice. If you want to ask questions, have your problems solved, or if there's something that you want to know a little bit more about in D&D, or if about DMing in particular, then you can go in through our episodes and find some good advice for you that might help you out. We do everything from, like, high level campaigns to your very first campaign. Whatever you want, we got it for you over there, baby. And if we don't have it, you can go into any of our social medias and ask for the things you want us to talk about. Social medias, you say? Yes, social medias. Go to our social media. We share all of them with Crit Chat. So if you want to find us over here on Half Damage, you can search for us all over the internet on Facebook, at crit chat on twitter at crit underscore chat on discord that one's in the description of wherever you're listening to this you can find us all these ding dang places if you want to find a place that's got all the links you can go to our website at critchatpodcast.com that has all the links to all of our things another link that you will find there is to our patreon if you have any spare money that you can kick our way uh it really helps keep everything up and running keeps us able to like keep everyone's equipment from uh hitting the shitter uh, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Uh, even as little as a dollar a month really, really helps out. Uh, I know times are a little bit tough, so I very much understand if it's not a thing you can do right now, but maybe keep us in mind for the future. If you get them big bucks and you're like, hey, these little chuckle fucks could really use this money so that, uh, I don't, Ismay doesn't have to pay out of pocket for a lot of it. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do that and help us out, that would be radical. At any level, you get little behind the scenes clips so you can enjoy those. We get, uh, I think there's going to be one from this episode. Uh, so yeah, if you're a Patreon, then you can look forward to some cool behind the scenes goofs. If you want to be more involved in the show in a way that doesn't involve you uh, throwing money at a computer screen, uh, you can do that by sending fan mail. In the world of Barovia, as you know, our heroes are involved in a game show, reality TV show, drama, soap opera kind of thing. There's a lot of genres going on. But in this, uh, there's obviously people watching this show. So if you want to be a part of the show, you can pretend that you are in the world outside of Barovia, sending some fan mail to your very, very favorite of the heroes. You can send it to all of them together or individually. It doesn't really matter. What does matter is you put your heart and soul and put your feelings to paper or to internet and send it our way. The best place for you to send those if you've got a whole bunch of words you want to get down to your favorite heroes, you can send that over to critchatpodcast at gmail.com and be a part of this good, good world. The character is addressed to 
We'll read it on the show, character voice and everything, obviously. And then you get to become a part of the lore, and it's radical. So yeah, you can do that again at critchatpodcast at gmail.com. I'll let you get back to the episode now, and I hope you enjoy Big Bad Witchery Fights. I don't know what this is. There's a house in the mix now, babies! So, sorry, so I... where, where are we in relation to the skull and this house? Fang is very inside the house. The rest of you are underneath the house's long root legs. Babala Saga, floating further from the house, points inside of it towards Fang. Can you make a constitution saving throw? Thirteen. Yeah, that's not going to do it. So you're going to... Oh, boy. No, I know what you're doing. Okay, I rolled a lot of ones. So that's... Oh, no, those are sevens. It's uh, 62 points of damage. You guys see from below as she points towards Fag and this rotted energy seems to pulse out from her and make its way inside the hut. I assume you hear her cry out in pain as her body... <sighs> decays from the inside out next up is camilla absolutely blessing at third do you have to have line of sight to them three creatures of your choice within range yeah it doesn't say anything about sight so you can go ahead and do it okay well thankfully for everyone it's the houses go (laughs) the house is going to start ripping its roots out of the ground and doing some things. The first root that you see ripping from the ground, I mean, there's something inside it and it doesn't like things inside it, I don't think. Uh, So it's just gonna like try and batter what's all up in it. So yeah, it's gonna make a attack against Fang. That will be 30 to hit. Oof, miss. (laughs) Shit! That's gonna be a total of 28 damage. Cool, cool, cool. That has dropped her. Ooh, okay. Unseen by everyone in the ground level, uh, this root smashes through the doorway of this hut. And when it retracts, Fang lies on the ground, her face pressed very near to a pulsing green light. It now has more attacks, friends. All right, ready. I'm just going to roll for it. That is going to go for... Poncho. That's gonna be a 31 to hit. Right. Um, I I'm gonna use cutting words and I'm yes. gonna roll my bardic inspiration to subtract. Yes. Tell this house that Please. it's bad at attacking people. Bad house. So it'll be minus five to damage. That will be then 23 damage as one of these feet, I guess, slams down onto Poncho. All right, I take a grand total of two damage. Oh, shit, huh? <laughs> as uh, my magical shielding, like, absorbs most of the brunt. <laughs> and he, like, grazes my nose. I'm like, ah! Like, ah! <laughs> I get that, like, annoying, like, that horrible pain when you, like, hit your nose a bit on something or, like, it's like, ah! Next up is Kathy. Uh, I <laughs> guess she'll attack the root. Go for it. She'll rage first. Uh, those are both 13 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Kathy transforms into a werewolf. She wolfs out. And starts trying to rip into this tree with the ancestors around it, but manages to start ripping at it, but it seems to be just flying apart little splinters without doing much damage to it. Next up, Fang. 
Can you make me a, a death save? I guess is where we are now. Is she blessed for this? It, it says saving throws. I don't know if yeah. that counts. Yeah, it's a death save. Okay. So yeah. Uh, that is one success. Okay. So some of the blood doesn't go into Fang's lungs and instead goes back into her heart where blood belongs. All the bleeding is internal, so it's fine. It's where blood's supposed to be. Sorry, you are up. Sorry has a little Sailor Moon moment. She holds her hands together and uh, she looks up at the the house that has grown legs and she can have a heart-to-heart feeling with Fang in the distance. She doesn't know how Fang is feeling, but she feels how she's feeling. And as she feels these feels, a glow begins to emanate from Sari's chest. So scary. And her whole being turns into nothing but ethereal light. What? And this light grows. And it grows. What spell? And it grows. (laughs) And before you can see what becomes of Sari, you just hear this noise. Sorry turns into a Tyrannosaurus Rex! She polymorphs! <laughs> okay, Emily, you've put me at such a crossroads yeah. here. Because as far as I know, you have to have seen the thing beforehand. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, look at this are, cool are you... thing I made myself. Like, okay. look at this cool thing that I developed on. <laughs> It just says, the new form can be any beast. Right, my ruling. Generally in my world, I have never made dinosaurs a thing. I don't know if there is a um, (laughs) museum in Willow Weep in which you would have seen a T-Rex. And more than all of these, I want to see Sorry Watcha say as a T-Rex fighting a house on legs. It's going, baby. She's a T-Rex, baby. We zoom in on that like light that's coming out of Sorry and we, we flash back to Willow weep after yeah, yeah. the attack. We see Sari bringing a tray of tea and biscuits to uh, Fang's dad. She comes inside and he's just like passed out on his desk. He was up all night reading and she like helps him to bed and she goes to clean up and as she's cleaning up she just looks at what he was reading and it was this book about T-Rexes and she's like huh, a Trex. <laughs> Looks cool. Close <laughs> to the book. A Trex. Up we go baby. Trex is here baby. <laughs> flavor question of course emily at this point what else are we doing (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if sorry can still speak in a in a common tongue i think you have to talk like the hulk yeah as long as there's like a voice to it i'm so happy also this is for flavor you cannot take my generosity and bring this into okay but surely she can do spells now because she's a magic (laughs) sorry just does a dramatic look toward her party and just goes <laughs> gotta add some reverb to this it's gonna be like oh a... yeah I'll add some I'll add some stank <laughs> yes. nice <laughs> well hello guys <laughs> oh, it's already got its own stank Ismi I'm gonna need you to take some stank off that <laughs> I need you to take the stank knob and just like dial it right back I need you to go and do audacity audio effects for breeze to just get the stank off <laughs> Fucking hell. And that's that's what I do with my turn, and then I do a dramatic look back to Baba Lasaga. And I just yell, I'm a trick! Fan- <laughs> fucking tastic. <laughs> <laughs>